we'll cover Summer Scorcher Sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back to 7.37 on your Tuesday morning. Are you listening on your way to work? Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Our next guest is the GM of football at the SANFL and he's one of the great guys. His name is Matt Dolding. He joins us. Good morning, Matt. Miles, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, Matty, we've got a host of questions that we want to ask you on a host of different topics, but we'll start with the magic round. I want to, I want to start with with how it affects the SANFL, and obviously the uh, looking at the buy and whatnot, but then how it also affects the SANFL in regards to ground. So, is there anything that you can tell us um, off the back of 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 magic round now, and just maybe run through for the listeners exactly what's going to be happening from a sample perspective? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, we're really excited about Magic Round um, or Festival of Footy. I think the name's going to get released in the next couple of days. But it's a great uh, outcome for footy in South Australia. So not just our sample competition, but more broadly football in SA. There's going to be a wide range of activities uh, for kids from right across South Australia and families to get involved in. Um, not to mention just having 18 AFL teams in town is really exciting. Um, from a sample perspective, we're going to have that weekend off. Um, so we'll play two matches, uh, first week of April, Easter, and then we're going to have a bye. Just so that volunteers, clubs, players, supporters can enjoy not only the, the nine matches that are going to be on, on offer, but everything else that the state government ourselves and the AFL are going to put around it. So that part of it's really exciting. And then at our sample clubs, we're still working through a lot of logistics, but you would expect that the clubs, the AFL clubs coming to town, will need somewhere to train, do some weight sessions, base themselves. So we expect our sample clubs um, to be play, play a role in that space. So that'll again offer opportunity for members, kids to get up close and personal at training sessions at our sample grounds. Uh, Dold, thanks for coming on this morning. What about some of the venues that uh, that will be hosting some of these AFL games? Obviously, Norwood's been thrown up, a game in the Brossa, uh, Mount Barker. From the Sample point of view, do you, have you had a, uh, a, a have you been involved in that process, or has that been a purely an AFL decision and um, you know a decision that, that they've made without uh, consulting you guys? Yeah, m- morning, Gibbsy. Um, Look, we have been involved in the, the compensations, more a conduit between the AFL, local councils uh, and the venues. Um, look, from what I understand, I've been listening listening all morning to you guys. I think you might have the Premier on Thursday to make some big announcements, so I won't go there. But clearly it's been talked about publicly around Norwood Oval, trying to get some matches there. Um, would be a great venue to host AFL football, um, and then you're looking into the regions, Barossa or Mount Barker. There's still a couple of minor things to work through. Um, as you know, going out to these regional venues, we need to make sure surfaces, facilities, uh, both for players and spectators are up to scratch. So a couple of final things to do over the next sort of 24, 36 hours, but um, hopefully the Premier can give you all that great news on Thursday. Matt, just very quickly on that, the the size of the ground v the, the capability for of the facility v how they can set up from a broadcast perspective, does anything carry more weight than anything else? Yeah, look... look. Primarily, we want to look at the surface, I think is number one. We need to get that right, size as well as quality. So there's a few venues sort of regionally and uh, that get a little bit too small. So you want around that 160 mark, something like the SCG at a minimum. 
and then you sort of flow into that right oh, how much space have we got around to bring in the spectators the tv trucks it's it's a massive production um the afl and and bringing in all that infrastructure so but get the surface right as a starting point and then move from there look we want to move on to the mid-season draft a little bit we've seen brett turner come out um and uh and sort of say that you know we obviously didn't get much of a crack at it and he's the system he thinks is is a little bit skew if let's say bryce and i have disagreed here completely this morning with bryce in favor of 18 month uh, contracts. I'm in favour of of keeping it the way it is because they're trying to pick a player to play. How do you see it uh, as in fairness to the player in regard to them only being offered six months and then being um, what can essentially then be discarded? Yeah, look, it's. I think we've been really public in that we're not huge supporters of the mid-season draft for a range of reasons, and and one of those is the the six months nature of their contract. We've seen two SA boys now from the mid-season draft um, come back out. Obviously, Brett, which has been pretty public, and I read that story yesterday, and um, you really feel for him and the opportunities that he, he may have missed. And Zane Williams, who um, a young guy that got, got taken by Geelong, obviously coming back to the Eagles. So um, it's really challenging when you pick a player like that that it's not going to go straight into the team, which is what the mid-season draft was designed for that they don't get the opportunity to show their wares over a pre-season and really get involved in the footy club. So, um, yeah, from that end, I think it's an 18-month contract is, is what should be on, on offer. But from a selfish sample perspective, we would like the mid-season draft gone because there's plenty of other opportunities for players to get put on AFL lists. So that's from a player's point of view, Dolls. What about from a club's point of view and, and, and the sample's opinion on... The AFL and, and not increasing, say, compensation for the, the clubs that, that lose these players because it can create some significant ramifications in terms of a club's season. And then we've obviously seen Brett Han uh, and Glenelg part ways as well. Like if, if your best players are leaving your mid-season and then the, the, your club doesn't go on to do what they might be expected to do, some ramifications like losing your coach or losing players can be the fallout from, from these decisions what are your thoughts on that yeah look at significant impacts and we we're seeing that down the bay at the moment they lose brett turner arguably their best midfielder sam durden six foot six center half back uh and they get rolled out of the finals um and the coach is no longer down there so significant impacts from a a mid-season draft um taking those players out of the system who have, have trained all year and, and members and supporters. Sample's still a, a big competition that they're putting their hard-earned money um, into these footy clubs just to see their hopes go mid-season. Um, now, don't get me wrong, we're really supportive of getting AFL, getting players to the AFL system and, and that's one of our really main goals and we're wrapped with what happened uh, two weeks ago or last week at the at the draft, but um, we think there could be some adjustment in that in that mid-season space. Just on that, we'll change subjects a little bit again. Sixteen kids get drafted into the AFL. It's a superb um, it's a superb number, and from even under 18s as well as some from the league programs, it's a really big haul for the South Australians. Yeah, yeah, massive. Look, about 19% of the total draft fall both in the main draft and the, the rookie draft. And um, credit to our sample clubs, they continue to run outstanding um, programs uh, and and then giving opportunities to it, like a Tom Emmett, for example. What a great story that is, a bit more mature. So our, our pathway here in South Australia is second to none. Um, and that's also being seen with 
more players um, than ever, I think, looking to come into our competition uh, this year. So um, South Adelaide, for example, um, with you, give lots of players coming in, wanting to come across the border to play in the best competition they can. Matt, I want to just uh, change a tune too now and talk a little bit about um, some country football. Now, the state of the game in South Australian country is, uh, is always tough in regards to numbers in small country towns. I know that in the southeast, there's um, there's changes um, that are being talked about regularly. You even move a little bit further north into the Mallee, where that league's actually been um, been merged and and teams have been put together and then put into other leagues. Can you give us an update on what's happened, especially in that Mallee South or, or Mallee area, and then in that southeast area? Because there there are teams that did find out that they don't like. From my understanding, is that they they pretty well had to merge with another side to to sort of stay in a comp. Yeah, look, country footy, you and I are both really passionate about country footy. It's um, it's, it's fantastic for, for the local communities. But, look, there are some small headwinds ahead for country footy. There's no through lack of the footy clubs or participation. The population's declining in some of our regional areas, and that that's sort of what's happened up in the Mallee. Um, and, yeah, look, a few clubs got a, on the front foot ahead of the game, merged um, and look to get into the River Murray Footy League, which left a couple maybe a little bit flat-footed. But to their credit, they've all um, got ahead of potentially the curve of where they were headed, um, merged, made sure the history of their footy club remains, albeit now playing in another league. So credit to all of the people up in the Mallee for seeing foresight and, and making some change before it got forced upon them. Uh, and then down in the southeast, yeah, look, look, similar scenarios um, 2016 clubs down there um, all doing a fantastic job um, but some changes probably need to happen in the near future we've got a really big metro area or big big regional area in Mount Gambia and then lots of little towns so it's not an easy fix down there but we're going to work really close with them over the next 12 months and um, see if we can come up with the best structure primarily for the kids to make sure that they're all playing footy in the future Alright, on a brighter note, let's talk about the ultimate footy membership uh, tickets at Adelaide Oval yeah, look how good's that. That uh, announced uh, over the weekend the ultimate footy membership, access to every game at, at Adelaide Oval, Port and Crows, and all probably six matches uh, of the Festival of Footy, which is which is fantastic. So it's been rebranded, a uh, few more benefits added to it. So uh, look, recommend anyone to jump on if you if you love your footy. There's some great access to all sorts of games at Adelaide Oval and out in the suburban uh, grounds as well. Matty, you're always generous with your time. Thank you so much for the chat. We'll probably chat to you uh, in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks, Fitzy. Thanks, Gibbsy. Matty Doldig there. He's a ripper. He's, and he does understand country football and local football, and it is important because country leagues, are, sometimes they sort of can get forgotten a fair bit. And it's, it's tough for towns to merge because you go from absolutely hating each other to sharing a change room, and that's difficult. That's difficult because you'd go and built the absolute piss out of each other for, for, for the last 60 or 70 years and all of a sudden you're having the same team functions. That is tough. Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, we, we do spare a thought for some of those leagues and clubs that are going through a bit of a hard time at the moment. But you're right, it's, it's all grassroots footy. It's, it's where our next champions come from. So uh, we need to keep doing our best to keep these leagues and, and teams functioning so we can uh, keep... Uh, growing the game and uh, give, giving the kids an opportunity to, to play AFL footy. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Break time on the other side of this. You can only pick one. If you've got it, you can only pick one. Send us a text. 0427154166.
0427154166. Still got a signet to give away.